Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There is a way that leads to life. The few that find it never die. Past mountain peaks, graced white with snow, the way grows brighter as it goes. There is a road inside of you, inside of me there is one too. No stumbling pilgrim in the dark, the road to Zion's Waters living as they flow in liquid voice. The water comes on thirsty knees. A pilgrim falls. There is a road inside of you. Inside of me, there is one too. No stumbling. Welcome to Pathfinder Radio. I am your host, Benjamin Raven Presley. Call me Raven. All my friends do, and I consider you all to be my friends. And welcome to the show, Spiritually Speaking. Did you enjoy part one of this ongoing series on relationships last week? If you didn't get a chance to hear these broadcasts, just go to my website, waytheraven.net, and click the button for Pathfinder Radio, and you can listen there when I'm live and listen to recorded shows you may have missed. Just go to my website and let that always be your portal to Pathfinder Radio, and you will always have the latest version. And while you're there, take time to explore my website. Most people find it fascinating and useful, and I think you will also. And also, if you wish to interact with this live broadcast and also view links and references during this show, just join me on Twitter at PR. I-A-D-I-O-7, that's P-Radio-7, with the at symbol in front of it. Tonight I continue a series on a subject I am very passionate about, relationships. We are relational beings. There are friendships, marriage, church, children, and so many relationships, and also our relationship with God. I'm going to address them all in this series, and I'm going to really stretch your thinking and challenge some stereotypical and traditional thinking. But I think if you will consider what I will be teaching, it will, it will absolutely revolutionize your relationships and your understanding. But before we get started tonight, though, let's listen to a song by Casting Crowns called City on a Hill. City on the hill, said one old man to the other. 
It once shined bright and it would be shining still But they all started turning on each other thought the dancers were shallow and the soldiers thought the poets were weak and the elders saw the young ones as foolish and the rich man never heard the poor man speak and one by one they ran away with their made-up minds to leave it all behind and the light began to fade in the city on the hill city on the hill Each one thought that they knew better But they were different by design Instead of standing strong together They let their differences divide And one by one they ran away with their made-up minds to leave it all behind And the light began to fade in the city on the hill The city on the hill And the world is searching still But it was the rhythm of the dancers that gave the poets life It was the spirit of the poets That gave the soldiers strength to fight It was the fire of the young ones It was the wisdom of the old It was the story of the poor man That made it to be That gives the poets life It is the spirit of the poets That gives the soldiers strength to fight It is the fire of the young ones It is the wisdom of the old It is the story of the poor man That's needing to be told One by one will we run away With our made-up minds to leave it all behind As the light begins to fade in the city on the hill One by one will we run away With our made-up minds to leave it all behind As the light begins to fade in the city on the hill The city on the hill Father's calling still Come home To the city on the hill Come home All right, let's talk about relationships. The other day I was talking to a straight man that jokingly was talking about women and the problems they were having and jokingly said, now I understand why so many men are turning gay. 
I informed him that there are now studies available that the problems between homosexual couples are actually much higher than heterosexual couples and that indulging in a homosexual relationship is not the solution. Here's a few facts you might be interested in from recent studies. And I quote, in regards to homosexual couples and domestic violence, studies indicate that as a whole, homosexual couples have a higher rates of promiscuity than heterosexual couples. In addition, studies report that homosexual couples have significantly higher incidences of violent behavior. These studies are not surprising at all given what pathologists have stated regarding the commonness and brutality of homosexual murders. Regarding studies regarding homosexual couples and violence, a recent study by the Canadian government regarding homosexual couples states that violence was twice as common among homosexual couples compared with heterosexual couples. According to the American College of Pediatricians, who cite several studies, violence among homosexual couples is two to three times more common than among married heterosexual couples. In addition, the American College of Pediatricians states the following, homosexual partners are significantly more prone to dissolution than heterosexual marriages, with the average homosexual relationship lasting only two to three years, unquote. Now, the study that I'm citing here is not meant to enter the heated debate of homosexuality versus heterosexuality. That's not what this broadcast is about at all. Neither is it meant to bash homosexuals in any way. In fact, I take issue with anybody that mistreats someone just because they're homosexual or different in any way. I mean, we all need Christ. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Homosexuals, heterosexuals, don't don't matter who you are, what race you are, we all need Jesus. But this is an example that raises some valid concerns about relationships between a man and a woman, which is what I want to talk about today. One of the ways some people are dealing with these differences is to try a homosexual relationship. Many people try other ways to resolve the conflict that they perceive as attacking their happiness. Some deal with through violence, control, manipulation, drug abuse, alcoholism, and the list goes on. But none of these responses are solutions. In fact, they exasperate the situation and make it worse. I believe it's precisely the differences between a man and a woman that is one of the secrets of a successful union. And it's those same differences that make it difficult for a homosexual couple to have success. Homosexuality has never been and never will be a viable alternative to a meaningful relationship. A man and a woman have the unique opportunity to be as one on many levels, physically, spiritually, and more, yet still not lose their individuality. The breakdown comes when one or more cannot see this and they do not know how to harness the power of these differences to become one that brings about conflict and why they are very often cannot make it together. We are relational beings. We crave relationship with our fellow human beings. Yes, there are some rare exceptions around that seem to be perfectly content living alone for the most part. But even they seem to find fulfillment in some social interaction on some level, even if it's only online. Particularly, we seem to crave and search for that one person who will be a special friend and companion. Usually that comes in the form of a committed relationship as husband and wife. In fact, in the account of creation in Genesis 1 and 2, it is recorded in every stage after creating something, God saw that it was good. There was one thing, though, that he said was not good. Do you remember what it was? Well, Genesis 2.18 says, The Lord God said, It's not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helpmeet for him. Now, I believe the structure of the Trinity of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit gives us some insight on how we as married couples can be as one and utilize even our differences to make us stronger together than we are apart. God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are separate entities, yet they are one. How can this be? They are one in mind, one in purpose, one in love. This includes whom they love. They accomplish one purpose together by executing their one purpose through the unique differences, their gifts and powers and manifestations they each have. There is absolutely no division or dispute because they are one in focus and purpose. 
They're absolutely about giving and not taking, as in not taking selfishly for their own individual gratification. They're equal in power and authority. Not one task or purpose they execute is more important than another. Their every action is to accomplish one grand purpose. There are no separate agendas. They are of one mind and one accord. So before I get too far, though, let me give you some scriptures that validate what I'm talking about. The Trinity are separate but one, because I think there's a lot of misunderstanding about this. When Jesus was baptized in water by John the Baptist, we read, And the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him, and a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved Son, and thee I am well pleased. That's Luke 3.22. In this account, we see the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit all present at once, separately, yet one. Deuteronomy 6.4, Mark 12.29, both state, Our God, He is one. This is not a contradiction, but a confirmation and in harmony with the Scriptures and reality. Father, Son, or Holy Spirit do not operate apart from one another as far as their agenda and purpose go. Now, before we get more deeply into this discussion, let's take a break and listen to this song by Greg X. Voles. He was the original lead singer of the original Petra. Not in words they say Wipe away all of our 
Hi, I'm Benjamin Raven Presley. It can be a confusing world out there with many spiritual paths that just lead to confusion and destruction. It's my desire to help you on your spiritual path and make sense of it all. That's why I've written two books I think you will enjoy and find very useful as you seek to understand the Bible and what it means to walk in the Spirit. The first one is Things I Wish Someone Would Have Told Me When I Became a Christian. That's a long title, I know, but it isn't just a catchy title. That's what this book is literally about. I've been a believer since 1975, and this book is about things I had to learn the hard way, the basic things you need to understand as a believer in Christ. What really matters? It's an easy read, and it's available as a Kindle download for only $2 or a paperback for $7.95. The sister book that gets much more in-depth on many subjects is Are We Making This Too Hard? This is a 400-page book that is full of lessons I've taught through the years. It explains subjects like relationships, grace, intelligent design versus evolution, why the Bible is true, and so much more. Both of these books are available on my website at wayoftheraven.net. My goal in life is to make the Bible and walking with God understandable and relevant, and I know you will benefit from these two books. And also be sure and catch my radio show, Pathfinder Radio, every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you. Did you read John chapter 17 last week? I know I keep coming back to this chapter, but it's so relevant to what we are discussing. Jesus is praying for his disciples in the present and for those to come, like us. John seventeen twenty, And as he's praying, he says, That they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one. That's John 17, verses 21 through 23. We talked last week about whether it was possible for a human being to be in one mind and one accord with God, and we referenced several scriptures. If you want to go back to those scriptures, just go to the Pathfinder radio blog where there's a text version of all our shows. Now, let's apply that to a married couple. First, let's look at some scriptures. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. That's Genesis 2.24. And he answered and said unto them, Have you not read eh, that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? And said, For this call shall a man leave father and mother, and shall cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. Wherefore they are no more twain but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let no man put asunder. That's Matthew nineteen, four through six. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself, for no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord of the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. That's Ephesians five twenty-eight through 33 If things are really operating as they should and as God meant them to be, a married man and woman that's living for God is Satan's worst nightmare. Not only do they have the potential to be devastating to the devil together, they also have the potential to reproduce and raise godly children and fill this planet with God's glory. There's a scripture that says, Lo, children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is a man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, for they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. That's Psalm 127, verses 3 through 5. Do you see why the family is so much under attack? If a family becomes one with God, then the church becomes one with God. Then the country becomes one with God, and the world becomes one with God. That's what God wanted to happen, ideally, and it will be so in heaven. But in the meantime, if you're feeling my words, ask God to speak to your heart and ask, and your spouse's heart if you're married. God wants us to be one with him. Can you imagine the potential? 
It may never happen on a worldwide scale in this life, but it can happen with you and your spouse. Stop arguing about who's in charge and serve one another and seek God's direction and power. You cannot do this in your own power, but though we are sent as sheep among wolves, it is God's plan for his children to be victorious. Read the end of the book, God and his people win. Just as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are one, you, your spouse, and God are meant to be one. Everything you do honors or dishonors your family. Everything you do honors or dishonors God. Everything you do is a blasphemy or praise to God. Every word and every act goes up to God like a prayer, whether good or bad. Your life should be a living prayer. Many primitive people knew that everything they did, every act or word, had a far-reaching effect and considered every decision they made and how it would affect future generations. Many Native Americans lived like their life was a prayer going up to the Creator. Prayer is not just an act of folding hands and mumbling a few words. Everything we do goes up to the Creator. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 tells us to pray without ceasing. Maybe part of the meaning of that scripture is to be aware, and let every act, every deed, every word be a prayer without ceasing. There used to be an old song that was done by an early contemporary Christian group called Second Chapter of Acts called Make My Life, A Prayer to You. It was also recorded by Keith Green. I'm going to play that song next, but do you get my point, though? When a couple lies to each other or commits secret sins or has opposing separate agendas, the gap between them grows and a oneness can eventually be broken. Sometimes it's an unfixable breach. It's like some silent, invisible disease. You just find yourself drifting farther and farther apart day by day and arguing more and can't figure out why. And before long, it's like you don't even know each other, let alone love each other. Let's take a break and listen to that song that I'm talking about. This is called Make My Life a Prayer to You. And this is uh, the one that was recorded by Keith Green. Make my life a prayer to you. Do what you want me to No empty words and no white lies No token prayers, no compromise I want to shine the light you gave Through your Son you sent to save us From ourselves and our despair It comforts me to know you're really
still blesses me to that to this day let that song be your prayer well in this world the enemy has successfully created a system where it's all about me god's system is not about you or me per se it's about functioning to our fullest potential in him so many married couples split up because they are afraid they have lost their individuality in their marriage that's what the so-called midlife crisis is all about yet doing things god's way is just the opposite by becoming one with god and with your spouse your gifts and individuality shine like they never can on their own the selfishness fades away. You become the shining, unbreakable, invincible bastion. People look at you and your spouse and they see three in one. You, your spouse, and God, individually shining forth in your individual gifts, yet one. Both husband and wife have to get this and want this, though. It, it cannot happen if one or the other is seeking their own path. It's written, can two walk together except they be agreed, as the name is 3-3. Three, three. And also Matthew twelve twenty five says, Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. Every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. This oldest military strategy in the books to divide and conquer. And boy, is the devil good at dividing. Not one task or purpose a couple executes should be more important than another. Not one gift that one or the other has is more important than the other. When you're joined together in God's eyes, you are one flesh. Genesis two twenty four. And it's no longer about one or the other. It's about the one person you have become. Does that mean you should always be together all the time? No, but it does mean when apart from one another, you still are one. And whatever you do honors or dishonors the other. So whatever you do strengthens or weakens the bond you have and the spiritual power and understanding that you have together. You are stronger together than you are apart. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one shall lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, then they have they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. That's Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. Interesting, the writer said a threefold cord. He's talking about two all through this passage, and at the end speaks of a threefold cord. I think it goes back to the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, husband, wife, and God. He also, Jesus also said, Verily I say to you, Whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And again I say to you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. That's Matthew 18, verses 18 through 20. Are you seeing the pattern and the power here? Three is one, threefold core not easily broken, the power of agreement. In his name, he is in the midst, individuals, yet one. Only God can do this. Psalm 127.1 says, Except the Lord build a house, 
they labor in vain that build it. Are you ready to live the way God meant for you to live? Do you both together want to see what God can do when you partner with Him? It's time to stop settling for the mundane and let God be God in your marriages, in our families, in our church, in our nation, and in our word, and all in our world also. Let's listen to another song. This is one is by a band called Flyleaf. This is a song done by the original band when Lacey Stern was with them. She, was, she has an amazing testimony. I post a reference to it on Twitter and on the Pathfinder radio blog. Do you know why they call the band Flyleaf? Have you ever noticed how books usually have a blank page at the front and a, and a blank page at the back of the book? These pages are actually called the Flyleaf. They chose this name because when we are born, we have a blank page to write our life story on, so to speak. But when you get through so much of your life and all the bad choices we make, only Jesus can give us a new life and a new fly leaf to write our new story upon. So let's listen to this song by Flyleaf.
That pretty much finishes our show for the week, and I do want to remind everyone listening that if you have any questions or comment, please share them on Twitter at PRADIO7. That's PRADIO7, or you can email me at my email address, which is raven at waytheraven.net. Next week, we continue our series on relationships, and please, please don't miss a single episode. I'm going to be discussing relationships of all kinds, husband, wife, family, church leadership, and much more. I think it's going to really help everyone a lot. Be sure and spread the word and tune in every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for a Spiritually Speaking show. And don't forget about our new show, Meditations, which I've moved to Saturday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you have any prayer requests, please make them known by email or Twitter. My team and I will be praying sincerely for each and every request. And if you want to donate to the expenses of this radio show, just send your gift by PayPal at that same email address. Also available free of charge is a printed lesson from every show at pathfinderradio.blogspot.com. If you forget all these resources, just visit my main website at waytheraven.net. You'll find links there to all my blogs, books, and many other useful items to assist you in your spiritual journey. It's been a great show, and be sure to spread the word and listen to Spiritually Speaking every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm going to play a couple more songs that bid you farewell till next time. I'll be online for a little while longer in case anyone has a question or comment on Twitter. And if you wish, you can also submit your questions at my email address, like I said, raven at waytheraven.net. This is Raven, and uh, God bless you.
Are you looking for an exciting fantasy fiction adventure that is both family-friendly, action-packed, and inspiring? If so, then the Raven Quest series by Benjamin Raven Presley is for you. Terrazim is a world of many creatures, but it has a shadow of evil reign upon it by Shinar and his death furies. Skies and Raven are simple folk living off the land, content with their simple existence until one day they find a sword in a cave that empowers them and changes everything. They travel with wolves and even a bobcat as companions and become a force to be reckoned with and become the heroes of Terrazim. Travel with them on their adventures as you read Raven Quest. Raven Quest is up to three volumes with Volume 4 coming out June 2015. For a limited time, purchase all three volumes for only $25. Order your copies today at wayoftheraven.net. That's wayoftheraven.net.
Don't forget to ride. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.